Everybody hates 2016. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Twitter or on the internets, and all you see is everyone hating on 2016. Everyone hates 2016. It's it's a, it's a meme now. It's a cliche. It's a thing. And at the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, I thought I would do a short episode on this, particularly because uh, some patrons and listeners are writing in and saying, hey, you know, Kirk, maybe you could do an episode on 2016. So here we go. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a professor and a therapist. This uh, I'll just read one email uh, in that asked me to do an episode as patron Haley said, Dr. Honda or Hallie patron patron Hallie spelled like Hallie. I have never, I, I have been reflecting today on why celebrity celebrity deaths affect us when most of us have never even met the ones we mourn so much. Also, I was hoping you could speak to why this feels like the worst year in recent memory. Again, I know so much worse has happened in our history, yet somehow this one feels terrible. Well, patron Hallie, uh, your wish is my command. Let's do this. Okay. So, yes, uh, patron Hallie, there have been absolutely more worse years in history. Any year that involved legalized, you know, widespread slavery, for instance, was empirically a worse year. Any year that involved, for instance, millions upon millions of people dying in the different wars that the world has been involved in, Civil War, the United States, World War One, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, etc. All you have to do is look at graphs of war deaths in history and know that in the past uh, 40, 50 years, the world has seen a drastic drop, a drastic drop in the amount of people who die from from war violence. So, you know, this isn't to say that wars aren't still happening and that terrible things aren't still happening. But yeah, there, there have been just, I mean, if you're a history buff, as, as I am a mild history buff, I, it doesn't take much to realize that 2016 was actually empirically a, a great year for humanity. Uh, again, not to say that terrible things didn't happen, but, but when you read history, you realize that terrible things have been happening since the beginning of, of time. Um, and you know, there are a lot of actual, you know, good things that happened in 2016. For instance, I read that 2016 was one of the safest years in aviation history. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, it was also, uh, the year for in the United States where teen graduation rates from high school were the highest ever. That's a really big deal. I would not have thought that that was true. In Colombia, the 50-year war ended, uh, we're hoping. Seems to, to have made some progress there in Colombia. That's a, that's a big deal. The U.S. economy was doing extremely well. The markets were high. Wages were high. Unemployment dropped to its lowest in nine years. That's a huge deal. In science news, gravitational waves were detected, which for those of you that are interested in that sort of thing, like myself, that's a pretty big deal too. There was a lot of achievements and victories for diversity in the United States government. 
We had our first Latina elected to Senate. That's a huge deal. All you got to do is look at the diversity in the Senate and say, wow, that's a big achievement for our country. (laughs) We had our first female U.S. presidential nominee for a major party, you know, like Republicans and Democrats, Hillary Clinton. I think that that was not talked about enough. We, for the very first time, said, yes, as, a, as Americans, we want a, a female to be in that presidential race. You know, that's a big deal. And she almost won. Harriet Tubman will appear on the front of the $20 bill. It's a huge deal. The uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture opened in D.C. And the Pentagon lifted its ban on transgender people serving in the military. That is also a huge deal. Also, uh, in the United States, carbon dioxide emissions, greenhouse gases, dropped to the lowest rate since 1991. That's a big deal. We're still pumping out tons of greenhouse gases, but, you know, there's a step in the right direction. And giant pandas were removed from the endangered species list. And tigers... The population of tigers rose for the first time in 100 years. So, you know, these are all wonderful things. And these aren't just random things. These are actual efforts by humans to turn these things around. So, you know, there's there's a lot of great news from 2016 and, and I think a lot of reason for hope. But that doesn't mean that we can't feel sad and upset about the events of 2016. Just because there have been worst years in history... And just because good things have happened in 2016, that doesn't mean that we can't still have our feelings. It's It's been a hard year. Patron Hallie highlights how we will mourn the deaths of celebrities, you know, people we've never met before. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. And what I'll say is, you know, people will put that down and say, well, you know, how can you be sad when Prince dies? You never even knew Prince, so, you know, that's ridiculous. You're in some sort of fantasy land. I'm here to tell you that feelings are feelings, and no one can tell anybody that their feelings are wrong. People have feelings, so fuck you, you know? Now, if someone decides to impose their feelings on another human being, then, you know, then we'll have a talk. But if someone's just being sad about something, then, you know, lay off and lighten up and stop you know, shaming people for having feelings and, and also for expressing themselves in social media. That's fine too. You don't have to read it. Uh, you know, stop, stop reading (laughs) or unfriend or something. But you know, this, this whole culture of like shaming people for their feelings, I just think is just an outgrowth of the general shame that we have in our society about feelings in general and particularly what we call quote unquote negative feelings. But anyway, so, you know, people have their feelings and and that's normal. It's totally normal. It I don't think people when they cry over David Bowie dying, I don't think they're thinking that they're losing a friend. They're losing an important artist in their life. They're lose, you know, when someone dies, it's sad. You know, I think all of us can agree that just, you know, knowing if if your neighbor and you whom you barely know dies, that's a sad thing. You're, you're going to be at least somewhat sad about it. Well, if you, the more you know and the more you're familiar with someone, even if they're a celebrity, the sadder it, it often is, depending on how you feel about the person. It's a loss. They're no longer on this planet, and, and that is a, that's a sad thing. There's a lot of feelings about that. 
Plus, for for some people, uh, these celebrities are a part of their lives. You know, it, it'd be like if I don't know. Uh, we can we can grieve many different things. We can grieve, uh, obviously, if a spouse dies, but or a child dies. But we can grieve the loss of celebrities. We can grieve the loss of ideas. We can grieve the loss of political races. We can grieve the loss of a neighborhood when we move to another neighborhood. We grieve that when we lose a job, when we retire. These are all processes of grief that involve grief of a loss. And yeah, absolutely. Celebrity death, absolutely. Uh, if it's important to you and, and that's sad, then um, then you're going to have a lot of feelings. And you might have a, a lot of feelings about it. It might be like really, really hard for you. So, you know, there's that. Plus, for, for some people, they've experienced particularly difficult losses. And when someone dies in the celebrity world, it provides a kind of public forum where we can all sort of mourn together. You know, say, for instance, your your grandma dies, and you didn't really get a chance to mourn her publicly and with other people for whatever reason. But then George Michael dies, and you and all your friends cry and listen to Wham! songs. Well these celebrity deaths kind of become lightning rods for a lot of our feelings. It gives us a chance as a society to express feelings that might be kind of pent up from other issues in our life, which is all healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So, so yeah, it's, it's been a hard year. I realize that there's a whole cliche meme kind of joke about 2016 being, tough. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying like, shut up people who are saying that 2016, which is like any other year, you're being a crybaby. Um, and to that, I just say, whatever, be quiet. Okay. So I'm going to actually get into the actual deaths of 2016 compared to other years. But before that, I just want to talk about some of the hypotheses regarding why 2016 actually felt worse. Number one is many people are saying, that we're just more focused on celebrity deaths because of Facebook and Twitter and such. They will say that after a few deaths at the beginning of 2016, we, we, we started, like David Bowie, we started really paying attention uh, via social media and that 2016 only feels worse because we were just paying particular attention. But that's actually not true, which I'll get into more later, but... Um, uh, num- num- number two hypothesized factor as to why that people are saying as to why 2016 felt worse is some hypothesize that it's due to an increase in the death rate due to the baby boomers growing old. But that doesn't n- nearly account for the, uh, the huge jump in celebrity deaths in 2016. So that one's a little silly too. Uh, number three, uh, you know, the the thing is, is that I actually do think that this was the first year that we all started really noticeably publicly mourning people on social media. I think with the internet, it's easier to keep track of the, you know, I just think back to, say, the year 2000 or something before the internet was really what it is today. Or just, let's go even further back, like 1990. And when celebrities died, 
there was, unless you wrote it down somewhere or came across some article that talked about all this stuff, it was really hard to actually keep track. So you might get a sense that a lot of deaths happened that year, but you wouldn't really be able to verify that because you would forget, you know, like in, if we didn't have the internet, would we really know that David Bowie died in 2016? Because uh, if if someone said, actually, he died three years ago, be, I mean, the older you get, the weirder time gets. And, you know, I'm 46 now. And so I, people will say, yeah, that happened 10 years ago. And I'll just be like, oh, my God. So um, without the internet, it's hard to keep track. And, I, and so I do think we're keeping track more now. And I also think that this year... It just became a thing early in the year with with Prince and David Bowie dying, and a few others that we we really just started. Hey, you know, let's all let's all express ourselves online regarding this sort of thing. Uh, so I, I think I think it was uh, I think it fed in on itself. So not only were there more important deaths this year, but I think we also started a new kind of cultural trend. Um, Number four hypothesized factor as to why 2016 felt worse is as our society progressed through the 70s and 80s, which is where a lot of these people came from, like Carrie Fisher and other such, you know, David Bowie, Prince, these people. We, in these decades and, and proceeding to today, we invented more celebrities. And therefore, each year moving forward, we should probably see more and more of these celebrities dying. And then my guess is is that there will there will be a decrease in the celebrities dying because today the celebrities that we're creating are actually just sort of micro celebrities. They are celebrities for a very small amount of people. In the seventies and eighties, everyone everyone watched the same TV shows every night. Happy Days was watched by a majority of households in the United States. You know. Um, Laverne and Shirley, these kinds of things. Today, you know, take a show, a popular show like uh, Modern Family or Big Bang Theory or something. These are really popular shows, but there are huge percentages of Americans who have probably never even seen the show. And so in the 70s and 80s, you had these humongous celebrities that every single American knew about Carrie Princess Leia. Everyone knew Princess Leia was. And so I think as those seventies and eighties figures age right now, we're kind of hitting that point where a lot of them are going to start passing away of old age and other kinds of things. But then my hypothesis is that in the future that'll start to drop because there will be just fewer names that everyone recognizes, you know, like Abe Vigoda, died recently and to you younger and to your international people you probably don't know who he is but to anyone my age and you know 10 20 years older everyone knows who Abe Vigoda was um I even had a, a high school friend who had a band called Abe Vigoda Pagoda like the pagoda that Abe Vigoda lived in <laughs> or a song called, anyway it, you know uh, so, and he was just a minor character on a short run TV show called Barney Miller. And he was in other things. I think he was in the Godfather, but anyway, so this, so I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to see, uh, an increase, a sort of bump in celebrity deaths over the next 10 years. So it's just another hypothesis that I have. The, the fifth hypothesized factor 
and the last one that I'll mention as to why 2016 felt worse than other years is random chance. This to me is the most cogent explanation. I think that it was random chance that this year just happened to have a large amount of of celebrity deaths, which I'll get into more in a second, because there actually were a lot more celebrity deaths uh, this this past year. For instance, CNN, they counted the number of deaths from the Hollywood's Walk of Fame, the Grammys, the Sports Illustrated, Sportsman, Sportswoman of the Year, Emmy, you know, Emmy nominees and Academy Oscar nominees for acting you know, famous actors, this sort of thing. And there were 34 deaths among these, among this group of people in 2016, which is more than double than the previous year. But they found that 36 uh, people died from these categories in, in 10 years ago in, in 2006. But 20, 2006 was before Facebook really took off. So, so this this is the 2016 is the first year in which we had a a lot of celebrity deaths and social media together in one. But also the sort of deaths that the sort of celebrity deaths that happened in 2016 I think were particular to my generation to 30s 40s, you know, maybe early 50s people. There were just a lot of people from our from the 70s and 80s that uh, we noticed died. Uh, whereas the deaths from 2006, 10 years ago, uh, they're not as noticeable to, to our generation. But anyway, so yeah, I just think it's random chance. And I think that it is actually an increase. Um, and maybe if, if we see a, a sort of ever increase, you know, now, the other thing I'll say is, what do we define as a celebrity death that I'm sure some of you stats people are out there thinking, come on, Kirk, you know, get scientific here. Yeah. There's no definition of a celebrity. It's just based on how you want it. Like CNN tried to define it as Hollywood Walk of Fame people and Grammy Award winners, you know, that sort of thing, which, yeah, uh, that's one way of defining it. But, you know, there are people who aren't on the Hollywood Walk of Fame who are absolutely famous. So, you know, the definition of a of a celebrity is completely based on culture, based on your personal preference, based on your own thing. And so, you know, we just have to say this whole thing is a bit silly because we can't really define what a, what a celebrity is. Okay. So, uh, I want to actually get into the actual deaths of 2016 and, uh, and going into a few previous years and actually conducting a count to see like if it was actually worse. But before we do that, let's go to a break. All right, we're back. If you haven't already become a patron, please do so. Go to patreon.com. Patreon.com. Go to Psychology in Seattle, patreon.com. If you become a patron, you get access to the premium feed, which has a lot of, of our best episodes. They're exclusive episodes only for patrons. And you get the episodes without any advertisements, which if you're listening to the ads now, you're probably a little bit annoyed with it. Okay. So let's go into the actual deaths of 2016. Now, so I'll just provide, uh, I went through several lists of quote unquote celebrity deaths and I pulled out the names of people that I considered to be people that I recognized well. Uh, there were people on the list that I sort of recognized, but 
the following people are all people that I I really recognize. And in 2016, there were 39 celebrities that died that I really recognized. Whereas in 2015, there were only 15 celebrity deaths that I recognized. 2014, 20 celebrity deaths that I recognized. So, so again, 2016, 39, whereas the previous year, only 15. So in 2016, in terms of just the celebrities that I recognize, there was an almost three times the amount of deaths in, and, and to some extent, more important deaths. I mean, Prince, David Bowie, Muhammad Ali. I mean, these are huge people. Whereas in 2015, I really had to kind of, I mean, you have Leonard Nimoy and these kind of people in 2015, which are big, but they're just, there were more of them in 2016 and they were more kind of critical uh, to people. Uh, in my cultural circle, but anyway, so let's let's kind of go through. This is vaguely in order in terms of the year. So 2016, again 39. We got David Bowie. Oh my God, huge. We got Alan Rickman, Harry Potter, Galaxy Quest, Die Hard. We got Dan Haggerty. He was for for people my age and a little bit older, they'll remember Dan Haggerty as Grizzly Adams. Which, which was a huge show, which if you're even just slightly younger than me, my guess is you don't even know what Grizzly Adams was, but it was actually a pretty important show in my childhood, although I couldn't tell you what the show was about. I just remember watching it when I was like four or something. Glenn Fry of the Eagles, again, huge uh, celebrity from the 70s and 80s. As I talked about before, Abe Vigoda from Barney Miller. Nancy Reagan, again, 80s. Edgar Mitchell, an astronaut, walked on the moon, Apollo 14. Uh, that's the 70s, early 70s. Antonin Scalia, Supreme Court Justice. People might have forgotten about him dying. Vanity died. She was in Vanity 6 and a girlfriend of Prince. Uh, she, for whatever reason, her songs and her celebrity status didn't really uh, get reawakened with the 80s revival stuff. I mean, everyone knows who Prince is, but not I don't know that many people know Vanity. But Vanity was huge in the mid mid eighties. Harper Lee, the novelist, you know, Pulitzer Prize winner, To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, that's a big big deal. Gary Shandling died. James Noble. This one is something that again people in my generation would know. He was from Benson. He was the the politician guy from from Benson. If you remember that TV show. <laughs> Um, again, just a uh, not a great comedy, but I'm guessing almost everyone in their late 40s watched that show religiously called Benson. <laughs> Patty Duke, although not from my generation, uh, since uh, TV had very limited options to watch, they had a lot of reruns, Leave it to Beaver and Patty Duke, the Patty Duke show. And I was made fun of by all my friends because I loved the Patty Duke show. <laughs> and she's kind of an interesting person, Patty Duke, because she suffered from bipolar and she had a pretty interesting career. And <clears throat> But anyway, there's a pretty great interview with her on uh, Fresh Air. Uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. died, son of Frank Sinatra. Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest died. Merle Haggard, country singer. Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond, the, the mother. Prince, Prince died. Morley Safer, I mean, you know, famous, 
famous guy there. Gordy Howe, you know, perhaps the most famous hockey player of all time. Um, Muhammad Ali died. Anton Yelchin, the new Star Trek movie um, Chekhov character, he died in the. I still. I've been trying to find out the story, but. I remember reading how he died. He died from like somehow his own car without him in it pinned him against a wall and killed him. So from the new story, it was like he was in his car. He, you know, put it out of park, got out of the car. And then somehow the car rolled into him and, and like smashed him against the wall. And then, and he was all alone and then he died. I don't know. It's just bizarre. Anyway, um, Gary Marshall, you know, if you're if from the 70s and 80s, you you know all of his TV shows. Stephen Hill from Law & Order. You kind of have to look at his face. You'll recognize him. Gene Wilder, again, huge 70s star. Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Palmer, again, 70s uh, golfer. Florence Henderson from The Brady Bunch, again, 70s. Fidel Castro, Bobby V. This is probably one that most people don't know, but I know Bobby V. Uh, singer, take good care of my baby. Ron Glass from Barney Miller, another Barney Miller character. John Glenn, astronaut, you know, 60s, 70s guy. Janet Reno. Jan- Janet Reno is by far the most famous attorney general, U.S. attorney general of all time because she was huge in the 80s and 90s. Leonard Cohen died this year. My favorite song of all time is Hallelujah, sung by Jeff Buckley. I know it's a little bit of a cliche at this point, but I have to hipster this up a little bit and say that I discovered that track before it became huge, before Jeff Buckley died. When Jeff Buckley died a couple years after he released the album that had Hallelujah on it, it, uh, after he died, then suddenly, you know, Jeff Buckley's CD kind of had a resurgence, but I remember loving that CD when it first came out. And, um, so again, I liked it before everyone else did, which, you know, makes me super cool. But anyway, Leonard Cohen wrote the, uh, there's actually a great, a podcast episode. I'm trying to remember what, what, which podcast it was that I listened to, but they did an entire episode. I think it was, um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's a new podcast where he, he talks all about how Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah song took a bunch of evolutionary turns. Maybe it wasn't Malcolm Gladwell's, but anyway. Alan Thicke died from Growing Pains. Again, totally my generation and, and younger. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Uh, all I know is Zsa Zsa Gabor was a super famous person in the 70s. I can't tell you a single thing that she was in. I think she was on a lot of celebrity com like game shows. Um, but I can't, I'm sure older people or other people can tell me why Zsa Gabor was actually, um, famous, but hugely famous person, George Michael, again, super eighties, you know, one of the biggest eighties stars of all time. Carrie Fisher, princess Leia again, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's mom and William Christopher from mash. He was the reverend in the TV show mash, the mash, to my generation and older, you know, you know, forties, fifties people, uh, mash was just like the show. It was 
such an important part of our culture going up. And I mean, that theme song and, and, you know, I've probably seen hundreds of episodes of, of MASH, not because I actually was really wanting to watch it, but because, you know, in the eighties, there wasn't a lot of stuff to watch. And so MASH was probably one of the best shows around. And again, everyone watched it. So, so again, that's 39 deaths that I recognize very easily. Those are, you know, Glenn Fry, Alan Rickman, Muhammad Ali, Fidel Castro, Gene Wilder, Gary Marshall, John Glenn, Leonard Cohen. You know, these people are very easily recognizable to me when I, when I look at the list of people who have died in 2016. So now let's look at 2015 because some people are like, well, maybe this happens every year. There's been a lot of talk. Like, well, maybe, you know, it's just social media. Maybe every year a bunch of, you know, famous people die and we just didn't really notice. Well, okay, let's look at 2015. And I looked at the list from 2015 and like I said, only 15 compared to 39 deaths in 2016, 2015, only 15. And these are those 15. We have Mario Cuomo, a politician, which I barely recognize. I, I, I know of him, but I couldn't, I don't even know if I could picture him in my mind, but I know of him. Now, of course, Leonard Nimoy died in 2015. Huge, huge uh, loss there. We have Ben E. King, the guy who sang Stand By Me. That was a huge song in the 80s, by the way. We had a resurgence. B.B. King, huge uh, guitar singer. Cynthia Lennon, the first wife of John Lennon, died in 2015. Kind of an obscure celebrity there, known only to Beatles fans like myself. Christopher Lee died. He was from a lot of things, but also from Lord of the Rings. Omar Sharif from Dr. Zhivago. Roddy Rowdy Piper died. Wes Craven, the director, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yogi Berra died. Al Molinaro from Happy Days. He was Al. You remember Al? <laughs> he died. Natalie Cole. Scott Whalen from Stone Temple Pilots. Lemmy from Motorhead. Wayne Rogers uh, from MASH, another guy from MASH. He was the first sidekick of Hawkeye. He he died uh, in 2015. So so that's that's the full list right there. And some of them are, you know, kind of, I mean, Cynthia Lennon, Mario Cuomo, you know, I was really kind of looking for people that I really recognize. Al Malinaro from Happy Days. I mean, now, Leonard Nimoy, Natalie Cole, Christopher Lee, Wes Craven, you know, these are these are big, big losses. Okay, so then I thought, well, maybe 2015, which is particularly low. So I went to 2014 and said, you know, how, you know, what are the deaths of 2014? And here I could only name 20. I could only, you know, identify 20 people. We have Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers. We have Russell Johnson, the professor from Gilligan's Island. We have Philip Seymour Hoffman. You remember him dying. We have Shirley Temple, Sid Caesar, Harold Ramis, whom I love, and I actually love his movies. Mickey Rooney, huge celebrity. Bob Hoskins, pretty big. Jan Hooks from Saturday Night Live. Maya Angelou died in 2014. Ann B. Davis from The Brady Bunch. She was the housekeeper. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, big, big loss there. Mike Nichols, the director of The Graduate, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, The Birdcage. We have James Garner. Robin Williams died in 2014. Lauren Bacall, Richard Attenborough, Joe Cocker, the singer. Joan Rivers. 
and Edward Herman from Gilmore Girls. So in 2014, I would say we have bigger names dying, but only 20, uh, whereas in 2016, we have 39. So it seems to me, just based on my definition of in, of a celebrity or an important celebrity, that 2016 had a noticeable jump in the amount of people dying. Now, remember how CNN did that analysis and they said, well, actually in 2006, there were more celebrity deaths. So I actually went to 2006, looked at the list of everyone who died, the celebrities, and I only recognized 17 people really. Um, And some of them are a little questionable. So, because I was just like, you know, man, who died in 2006? We had more celebrity deaths in 2006. So again, these are those people that I recognize pretty well. We have Shelley Winters. We have Wilson Pickett singer Mustang Sally. We have Chris Penn. You remember him from Reservoir Dogs? We have Coretta Scott King, the wife of Martin Luther King. And Coretta Scott King went to my university, Antioch. We have Kirby Puckett from the Minnesota Twins. We have Don Knotts from Three's Company and the Andy Griffith Show. We have Billy Preston, keyboardist. I wouldn't know him except for he played on uh, the last Beatles album or Second to last, let it be. Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd. He died in 2006. Aaron Spelling. The dog from Frasier died in 2006. His name was Moose or Herd. I don't know. Dog's name was Moose. Steve Irwin. Of course, we all remember Steve Irwin dying. Ed Bradley. Robert Altman, the director, died in 2006. James Brown, the godfather of soul, died in 2006. Jack Palance. Uh, President, uh, former President Ford died, and Saddam Hussein died in 2006. So, you know, pretty big names in 2006, but still only 17, whereas 2016, 39 noticeable celebrity deaths. Um, so I would say, according to my measure, 2016 absolutely had uh, it just, you know, an inordinate amount of of deaths uh, celebrity-wise, important people. Again, David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Glenn Fry, um, Scalia, Vanity, Harper Lee, Gary Shandling, Patty Duke, Frank, Frank Sinatra Jr., Fife Dog, Prince, Gordie Howe, Morley Schaefer, Muhammad Ali, Gary Marshall, Gene Wilder, Alder Palmer, Florence Henderson, Fidel Castro, John Glenn, Janet Reno, Leonard Cohen, Alan Thicke, Jaja Gabor, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds. You know, these are huge names. So I would say 2016 had a lot. So it wasn't just social media that was causing us to focus on it. And, of course, we can't talk about 2016 without talking about Trump being elected president of the United States of America. Now, I know we have Republican listeners, so to you, that is one of the good news things of 2016. But to half of Americans, at least, it's, a, it's not only a loss like when George W. won in the year 2000 when he ran against Gore. You know, that was tough for liberals. But... Trump is a particular loss, a particular difficult pill to swallow in that not only are Trump's politics to the right, which is, you know, not 
a happy event for liberals. But the things he stands for and the things he said and the things that seemingly half of Americans support or at least excuse that he has said is particularly hurtful to um, a large percentage of Americans. Now, again, depending on where you're on the political spectrum, you'll either roll your eyes at that or identify with that. But we have to acknowledge that a lot of people uh, consider 2016 to be a, uh, a massive backslide in progressive politics, in us moving toward a fairer society, in us moving toward a, a more egalitarian society. And uh, that can't be denied that uh, no celebrity death can compare to that feeling for, for a lot of people. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big deal. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, it's, you know, what is it today? It's Jan January 3rd, 2017. He isn't even president yet. So we don't know what he's going to do precisely, but <clears throat> we'll just have to see what Trump does. Um, crossing my fingers okay so let's take another break and when we get back i'll provide the final word all right we're back if you haven't already please review us on itunes it helps us when you review us on itunes plus if you can tell other people about us that'd be good spread the word also if you review us on itunes send me an email and i'll send you some swag in the mail okay so the final word on 2016 well I think 2016 will go down as a very bad year, particularly for young liberal Americans. I think 10 years from now, in all likelihood, people will remember, man, 2016 was a bad year. It'll be particularly known for when Trump was elected, but I think it'll also be known for Prince, for uh, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, David Bowie. I think there, I think there will be memes that will pop up from now and then and say, well, like, well, at least it's not 2016 or something. That's just a prediction. Muhammad Ali, Gene Wilder, you know, I think that these, there, there will be memes and, and Facebook posts that will remind us of why 2016 is a terrible year for young liberal Americans. And by young, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of including myself, if I might, in that category. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing that I'll say. The other thing that I'll say, uh, I'm providing a number of final words. <laughs> Another final word that I'll say about this is that lo loss and grief is tough. Grief is real. The feelings are real. And we need to stick together through this. And we need to feel our feelings. And that's okay. It's sad. It's scary. It's a loss. It, you know, is hard. It's tough. It's painful. And that's real. And part of me expressing those feelings is doing this episode. Part of you listening to this is expressing those episodes. So, you know, we, we need to acknowledge that loss is difficult and it's painful and and it's real and we also need to recognize that 2016 had some good things too we can't only focus on the negative or the bad things the things that we're grieving there were a lot of wonderful things that happened around the globe 
things that just happen to make it into the news are things like, um, you know, the teen graduation rate being the highest ever, the U.S. economy doing well. We have the first Latina elected to the Senate, Hillary Clinton elected or, uh, you know, nominated to the Democratic Party presidential nominee. That's a that's a huge, huge deal. I mean, we've never done that before in the United States. We should have done it a long time ago, but we're moving forward in terms of that sort of thing. Um, U.S. carbon dioxide emissions dropped to their lowest level since 1991. Now, again, we're still pumping a lot of greenhouse gases, and, and of course, around the world, they're in, you know, the countries are increasing their amount. So, but, you know, we're, we're getting some headway. <laughs> there were some advances in solar technology. People are installing solar panels on the roof. You know, we're, there's, there's good things happening. And pandas were removed from the endangered species list. I mean, those cute guys, you know, we, we can celebrate that. We, we have to focus on the good things as well, or else, you know, we're going to lose hope. <laughs> we, we can't just look at the negative things because it will feel like we're going down the tubes. And I, I don't think that that's true. I think that it's, it's natural to feel that way, but when you look at the course of history that bends towards justice, as famous people have said, including Martin Luther King, we see that we're moving forward. Uh, gay marriage is legal. It, it, you know, even if the Republicans repeal that, we'll, we'll put it back in place again. Uh, you know, we'll fight it if, if they want to repeal it, but um, but we're moving forward. I have confidence in that. Well, there'll be bumps in the road. There will be backslides, but we're moving forward. Uh, Harriet Tubman is going to be on the $20 bill. That is That would have been unthinkable 10 years ago. The way that we're progressing as a society, we're, we're moving fast. Transgender people being allowed to serve in the U.S. military. I mean, what? That is just a huge, huge deal. I mean, just think about the the word transgender, how it has so quickly become accepted by a sizable percentage of people in the United States. Now, is oppression still happening to all sorts of people, including transgender people? Absolutely. Are horrible, horrible things happening to marginalized groups of people? Absolutely. So it's not all roses, but we see movement and we have to celebrate those, those, you know, that progress. It's, it's a good thing because if we don't focus on that again, we'll lose hope. And I just want to point out that these events weren't just random events. The, the economy, the teen graduation rate, Hillary Clinton being nominated, the Pentagon, CO2, the pandas, these are all the result of groups of humans making a choice, getting together, saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going to save the pandas. We, we're gonna, we're gonna, first, we're going to study to see how many pandas there are. Oh, my God, they're reducing. Okay, now we got to think, what are we going to do? we got to donate our time, money, government resources. We, we've got to save them. And we pull together as a planet to do that. 
each individual human putting their little bit of effort into that good thing that happened. The teen graduation rate being the highest ever. All those teachers, all those therapists, all those parents, all those programs, all those school administrators, all those researchers, everyone working hard to make a difference. And then we see a difference. And that is the sort of thing that we can do today. What are we all doing today that can start planting those seeds and actually pushing, making a difference and pushing our society in that direction. We've been doing these things since the beginning of time and we will continue to do things. And I expect to be a lot more good news happening in the future. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining me. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it. You know you do. (laughs) 